What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the sneezing Hispanic heartthrob, Texas treat, Latino heat, clicking heads, ripping them to shreds, the globe trotting, head shotting, nitro rifle from twitch.tv, Andy Cortez. Andy, what is happening? Wrong pipe. The wrong pipe, Greg. I'm eating. What was it? Oh, Keith. <laughs> ka- oh, ow. The Kashi, Kashi cinnamon harvest. Kashi, yeah. So either. Yeah. It's either the fiber or the cinnamon or a combination of both working in tandem to take me down. This right. is it. It's not a right. snake this time. Right. That was I scary. Know, that was yeah, scary. That was, I mean, I, it's rare that we, you know, we, we hit the button. The intro starts rolling and then I see Andy just break down. Oh, mentally see, before I see it, I just hear the. The first sign something's gone awry. Had to hit the quick mute, but, you know, Michael Jordan played with the flu. So that's what I'm going to do right there now. He sure are. did. He sure a did. A little right? Kashi in the throat. Yeah, of course, he's Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the engaged one at Tim Gettys. What's him, host? How you doing, Greg? I'm good. I'm glad to have you back on the show. Of course, yeah, last kind of funny podcast, here. you had been bit in the eye by a snake. Mm-hmm. Hurt. Hear you. Hurt bad. I'm back. Yeah. Well, I'm proud to have you back. Proud to talk to you about some stuff. Cobra, uh, right? Was it Cobra? Yeah, it was a Cobra we talked about last time. Unfortunately. I didn't see it because it got my eye. Yeah, of course. I understand. Makes sense. Yeah, how you how you gonna know that's coming. And then he's the producer slash producer, but he's in a is this a brand new hoodie? I don't know what this is. It's Nick Scarpina. Here's the thing about the show. Uh, uh, great afternoon to everyone, by the way. Great afternoon, Andy. Great, great afternoon, afternoon to you. Nick. Great afternoon. Uh, great afternoon. Uh, it's one of the hoodies that I bought a while back. I bought a few hoodies. So I was like, I'm gonna start wearing some pullover hoodies. And I just don't like Pulling them over. <laughs> if I'm being 100% honest. You fucking useless human being. I just, I'm like, they've been sitting oh, in my closet for so long. And I just think to myself, Mario, I'm like, I just don't like the act of pulling over the hoodie. I just, I don't you know that I do. So I'm trying it out. No, there's no, there's no, I mean, I can get the zip up ones, but the, all the I think that's what she's saying is why not just default then over to the zipper if that's how it's going to be. Um, because I, I, I can, I can, I can. I just, but I bought these thinking I'm going to, I'm going full in on the, the pullover and uh i'm getting used to it i'm getting used to it but i also think i for some reason stupidly i default to like the stuff that's super comfortable when i'm on camera because i'm still in that weird mindset where i'm like well i'm in my you know i am in my my place of living but i'm also at work so i think if i had to sure. go to work more often i would be more inclined to dress up for tim but like now Thank that you. i'm here I'm, I'm i'm giving it a shot i got another I like one it. that's a peach color i like it too well. this Thank looks you. super soft it's very this, soft it's very yeah. soft yeah. Yeah. Right. It looks nice and clean too, because you don't get those ripples from the zippers. Well, that's yeah. the other that's the other wild wild card factor here, Andy, is that I drink nothing but iced coffee all day. And this is a cream colored pullover sweatshirt that is just asking for me to splatter something on it. It's a dangerous wanna, game, Nick. That's are we what what are, what are we rocking pajama pants wise with this right now? Because that's my thing. Are you do you look like you're in some kind of cream no, colored coat? Yeah, I dressed up for all of you today. We had a special guest. So I put some jeans on actually. Oh. Look. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair wow. enough. I and ladies and gentlemen, that special guest, you know her from Smosh, you know her from Survivor, and now you know her from Space Station Gaming. It's Mari Takahashi. Hello, Mari. Whoa! Thank you for that intro. I was good. I was wondering what I was gonna get. Yeah, well, please don't worry about it. I, I, we got to make sure we run through the. If I, I, I didn't go through everything. You're one of those people that does too much. You're all over the place. That's the thing. I just listed three of your most famous, I would think, things. But if somebody doesn't know you, Mari, how do you describe yourself when you meet them? Internet um, icon. Yeah, somebody who thinks that she can do a lot of stuff, but a lot of it is just half-assed. <laughs> Sure. Fair enough. That's all of us. That's all. That's everybody on the internet creating content, right? (laughs) 
Yeah, well, we're first dudes. Like, well, you used to do one thing on one platform. Now there's 18. So have fun. <laughs> Go do it on everything. Do something different on every one of them. Cultivate and curate a different audience on each one of them. But, you know, you have some time for yourself. Don't burn out. Yeah, yeah. Mental health first, but still do all of it. Yeah. So what have you been up to recently? Tell me about Space Station Gaming, of course. This is a big announcement today as we record that you are now yeah. a co-owner of Space Station Gaming. Yeah, it's a big old title, isn't it? It's it like, is. It's a, it's a meaty one. Um, yeah, this I, I'm coming. I'm coming off of the heels of all the excitement today. So, um, you you've caught me in a in a in one of those moods where I'm like, is this freaking real? Is this like happening? Um, it's a culmination of like maybe a year and a half of seriously talking about it, and then um, probably a couple of years before that of just slightly talking about it um and it's this is me with sean uh, uh mcbride aka sean duras uh who i got to know a long time ago and he started a team i saw them at smite world championships way back when and i was like what are you doing here and he's like i got a team and so i've been kind of uh watching them for for a very long time since then and now here we are so Your now we've been do. insane because, like, I, I just want to say this. I've known you for, for many years at this point, like, just either from your, your old videos you used to do. We've collaborated a couple of times. We did the Power Rangers video. with Yeah, exactly. Uh, with that, with Ismahawk. And um, I didn't know until this week that you were on Survivor. That is one of the coolest freaking things I have ever heard. And it was like, I looked back and I was like, I thought that it was like, oh, you're on this season. And I was like, no, you were on a season a couple of years ago. Like, that's that's crazy. I want to know all about that. It was a thing, but I feel like most people don't know because it was a very short stint. Spoilers. Oh, no. Spoilers. <laughs> she Damn. did not walk away with a million dollars? Oh, dude. I, I, if I did, I'd be like, hey, do you guys all want cars? <laughs> I would say yes to that. Bring cars with me. Um, yeah, I like I, the idea of you prepping any fans that want to watch this season to watch you and be like, look, you, you could just put aside like, I don't know, two hours that night and you'll be good to go. That's what I said. I said, just just give me two weeks of your time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was it was uh still extremely awesome. I wouldn't I wouldn't take it back for anything. And um I I had a lot of good lessons in it. If anything, I realized how um I guess selfish I can be in conversations and how I how much I can put myself on an island. And I was like, oh, you know what? I should really check myself on that. And so you mean physically or metaphorically? Metaphorically. Um, but I was also Which is on... what got her kicked off of said uh, island. Yeah. 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 It's an island within an island. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting deep here. Oh, this, oh this man, why picture. bring this up? Why bring up this image? <laughs> Barrett brings up the image of you getting kicked off the island. What a memory. Oh, that's right sad. In the image. I had many more fun moments on this show. <laughs> that was that was Mari. I'm, I'm sorry. The, that was the first image that popped up, and that that, that that's Mari. Crazy. Mari's like, like, I mean, it's been such a crazy day. I'm a co-owner of an esports organization. I'm on a super high. The first image yeah, we have is like, that. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I thought it was going to be a photo of Jeff Probst, the host of Survivor, being like thumbs down with her in the background. Like, <laughs> just really digging in. <laughs> we have more Survivor's questions for sure. We have more stuff about uh, Space Station Gaming. We have plenty of reader mail just about life. And we're going to get into all of that and more because this is the kind of funny podcast each and every week, twice a week, four, sometime, what, 
four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Each coming in to bullshit about whatever it is they want to bullshit about. If you like that, you should head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad free. You can get the show with the exclusive post show we do. And of course, you can be watching live as we record the show, just like Mike Ellis, Lexi G is, and Stefan Stevens are. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can go to youtube.com slash kindoffunny, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every week to get two new episodes of the Kind of Funny podcast. Housekeeping for you right now over on twitter.com slash kind of funny vids and people who are watching live. This is actually a spoiler for a video going live tomorrow. So everybody be chill. Everybody be chill. All right. Uh, but when you see this on Monday, everybody else, uh, you can go to twitter.com slash kind of funny vids and participate in the ultimate McDonald's item tournament. We have taken nearly 50 McDonald's items receded them and put them on a bracket to determine what is the best mcdonald's item of all time we will be voting throughout the week in all four different brackets friday will be the semifinals and the finals of the competition you can get all the details on twitter.com slash kind of funny vids thank you to our patreon producers julian the gluten-free gamer steve powers the kind of funny destiny 2 pc clan the kind of funny destiny 2 pc clan today we're brought to you by me undies and quip but i'll tell you about that later for now Mario, you talked about it. You're here having one of these days. I imagine a career day where you go, man, I actually did this. I actually accomplished this. For again, people who don't know you, obviously you're this internet host. You do a million different cool projects. You're all over uh, social media and YouTube and stuff like that. How did this all start for you? It started falling really ass backwards into it. So (laughs) as I feel like most people in, in, in what we all do, um, I was a professional ballerina. I was oh. working with your Oakland ballet and that was my, that was my like, uh, eight, eight hours a day, six days a week gig. Um, but during the summers we would have three months off and during those summers we wouldn't get paid. So I would take any gig that was ever posted on Craigslist or the equivalency of uh, Craigslist for performers, which was SF casting. For those of you in San Francisco, which I know you guys are. Um, and so I would take anything. I was a magician's assistant. I would do shit. and dress up as a ballerina and just entertain kids for like an hour and a half. Um, I would pass out flyers at uh, doctor's conventions. I would take anything. And one of those anythings was a sketch uh, comedy thing where they needed a Japanese speaking person for an internet channel undisclosed i paid 50 bucks it was in sacramento and i'm like all right it's a two-hour drive sure i'll go do it uh turns out it was smosh and (laughs) what year was this for context 2010 and in 2010 smosh already in their fifth year had 10 million subscribers which were Uh, at that time number the number one most subscribed channel on all of youtube Absolutely bonkers. Just like, yeah, they, they were top tier. I went there and I didn't know who they were. So um, I just didn't do research on who they were or whatnot. I'm like, I just need to speak Japanese for this thing. Um, but they were really awesome. And we got along. Ian and I talked about cars the whole time. He had a Subaru that I the really movie? wanted. Sorry? The movie? <laughs> the, the Pixar movie? movie? Yeah, but cars, the Pixar movie or just actual vehicles? 
Oh, actual vehicle. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A, no, that was a joke. Andy knows that no one would actually. I love he committed though. He committed. Yeah, no, you saw it as soon as he said it, and she didn't catch it. She's like, he's like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm in too deep now. Yeah. I'm in too deep with this gag. I gotta say it nine more times. You know what it is in my head? So this video was for a Pokemon theme song, um, uh, sketch, and in my head, I knew that it was a Pokemon thing. So I thought I had said Pikachu. And so I was like, are we talking oh. about the Pikachu movie? But oh. obviously I didn't say that out loud. Uh, <laughs> I've been there. Talking to other humans is difficult. <laughs> <I've been there. laughs> that is a damn pandemic. It makes everything harder to talk about and get over there. Oh, look, Bearwind found that video too. Yes. So yeah, this is this is the it should be. Yeah, oh yeah, this is it. And I that's me. I look like a different person. I had such chubby cheeks. So I'm talking Japanese there, and that's it. And I was a huge fan of Ryan Higa. Ryan Higa. Higa. And I didn't know Smosh. And so to be in the same video as Ryan, I was freaking out. Um, but when it came out, I was like, oh, Smosh is big. Um, <laughs> this is a big deal. <laughs> yeah, you should do your research before you go and work for people. No, so no. That's- <laughs> no. See, that's where you're Nick, wrong. Learn your I got lesson, wrong okay? <laughs> no, it's much more fun just to go in blind, and then either you make friends for life or enemies for life. It's true. It's true. I, I always just say, just show up and don't be an asshole, and it will take it will take you very far in life. I gotta remember that last. Part. Nick, learn that one too. <laughs> yeah. <asshole. laughs> um. So, so yeah, once you yeah, did this video with it, you just hit it off and stayed in touch, or do they hire you pretty much right away? Uh, so their, their casting person named Julianne Gabbert, she, at the end of the day, was like, hey, do you want to come in tomorrow for a recurring role? Um, me thinking that this is literally just side gigs because my actual career is ballet almost didn't come in because it's it's another couple hour drive up and down to get to Sacramento from San Mateo area, which is where I was living. Um, and so I almost didn't show up. I didn't have any information as to what this recurring role was, um, but because it was the summer, I had nothing to do. So I did show up and me thinking, you know, I'm a just a pretentious person in general, but I'm a very pretentious ballerina. So I think that it is going to be like uh, like a straight up job interview sort of thing. And instead, it turns out to be Ian and Anthony at a table in a very strangely long room and I'm standing on the other side, they have a single camera there and I walk in they're like, we're just going to ask you some questions. And I'm like, you want me to stand here? And you guys are all the way over there. And they said, yeah. And, and, and they asked me questions like, what are three things that you would bring to a zombie apocalypse? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Pokemon? Can you do weird things? And I think Wait, I was what were the answers? Old. What are the answers? Yeah, what were the three things you got to do a zombie apocalypse? Yeah. Honestly, I had really shitty answers because <laughs> I, I was kind of perturbed because I was like, what is this? And I didn't even think it was going to go on the internet. I was just like, what is this? Am I getting pranked? Nick Scorpino. Oh, I was going to say, I, I bet I know one thing that Andy would bring to a zombie apocalypse. He'd bring Greg because Greg's slower. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's right. God, that's a good one, Nick. That's a Thanks, fucking Andy. good one Thank right you, there, Andy. dude. He got your ass, Greg. He got that's your an ass. That's an inside joke. Uh, right uh, nothing, you know right? nothing wrong. I've never insulted these people once in my entire life, and this is how they treat me like dirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure, sure. I believe Greg. <laughs> Thank you. For sure. Yeah, he says Nick. Finally, someone does. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, anyway. had, I had pretty terrible answers, but when this video went live, 
the the whole caveat was there's I don't know maybe six or seven other contestants for the next uh, person to be on Smosh, and I didn't realize that that's what it was, but it was a contest, and and they asked the fans, who do you want to be the next person to be on Smosh, and uh, the fan base liked me because they thought that I wasn't trying hard. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Dick, if anything. Well, I mean, like, I have to imagine coming from where you where where you're coming from. Like, it takes a lot of work to be a professional ballerina. Like, that's a lot of. I have to imagine you started dancing when you were very very young, and to be able to get to that place and then walk in and just not that what we what we collectively do is not professional but it's not necessary like if you were i imagine if you were a professional dancer and you saw what we did you'd be like these are children i am not going to take this seriously yeah i think it was just me being uh, i just pretentious it's 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 i was just being judgy uh sure yeah yeah that makes sense because i've like uh mario i think about the times that i am i'm playing an online game i'm playing valorant and there's people in the chat trying to like fuck with me on the voice chat. And it's obvious that they're trying to do a bit that they're either streaming to mm. their channel or they're trying to get content for TikTok. And I'm just like, I'm not going to play along. I'm sorry, dude. Like you're annoying. I had a long day at work. I just want to play a video game. But right now you're doing a thing at the expense of me and I'm just not having it. So I can imagine you walking into this being asked silly shit and being like, what is this bull? I can know. I don't want to be a part of this. Maybe know? it'll work in the inverse for you, Andy, where you'll do that and you won't play with them. And then their audience will vote for you to come be a ballerina. Ah, oh, shit. Wow. There you go. <laughs> pay money. Ballerina. I would pay money to, to have you run Andy through just like just the ballet bar. Just have him do whatever basic warm up you used to do. Oh, my God. And no, see how, how far he could get into it before he collapsed. No, I so would, here, here's the thing. Uh, we shot that the Voltron Power Rangers thing. There was me and Mario were on Team Power Rangers along with uh, Austin Creed, and Greg was on Team Voltron. Team the over Voltron there. stuff was pretty much all in the cockpit, so they they were done shooting in like an hour and a half, and they were done. We were there till literally like five a.m. like the entire yeah. day, the entire night, and it, it got to that point where we start getting kind of delirious and like it's just sheer shenanigans and fun. And I'll never forget we're out in this parking lot for this thing. Yeah, it's probably like see right here and th- what what mari what would they call that stuff the motions do you remember i think they're they're just like katas yeah they're there's like, some yeah, there's some specific thing and uh then we also had yoshi there who this guy right there who actually is a power ranger and he was teaching us how to do them and immediately guys i was so embarrassed i was like i don't I can't do this. I am incapable <laughs> of doing this. Like, there's not a chance. And Mari was being so nice. Like, Tim, you got this. Like, you can figure it out. And Austin's trying to help me, too. And I'm like, y'all just have fun. I'm not doing this. Like, there's no way I'm doing it. And yeah. then, like, two hours later, you guys were killing it. You did the whole freaking thing. And I'm just like, that ain't me, by the way. That is not <laughs> me. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that like so sad. Did we alienate you? That's Oh, no, 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 no. no. Well, Tim you knows what you he's guys capable just showed. Of. Yes, yeah, Tim, you, you did what that. actual talent brings to this shit. I just was like, hey, I like Power Rangers, and someone was like, hey, do you want to be a Power Ranger? Like, yeah. Tim, Tim, it's like in the, the NSYNC music video when Joey Fatone did, like, two of the dance moves, yes. and then the ex-boyfriend of Britney Spears, or whatever that guy's name hey, was, did, like, all... 
Yeah, no, 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 no. But the um, it was uh, Kevin Federline, right? Or no, not not Kevin Federline. The guy that used to do all their choreography. The guy that JT. Britney cheated on Jay on Justin Timberlake with that oh, guy. Oh, so yeah. he was like their dance guy or whatever. Yeah. And Joe, Joey Fatone did like two of the dance moves in that music video, but for the rest of it, he is superimposed his face oh, on Wyatt. that other guy's body doing Wyatt. the dance moves. Was it Wyatt something? Dirty pop, right? Yeah, dirty, dirty pop. pop. Yeah, dirty no. pop was a video. Well, actually, Andy, if you watch a lot of the old NSYNC videos, you can see they just composited like trees and shit going in front of uh, Joey Fatone when he had to do the real hard dance. <laughs> Dude, I'll fucking take it, man. If I'm the Joey Fatone of the Power Rangers, like nothing has made me happier. Than that. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mari, at least you got that far. You look the yeah. best because you probably have like a really good body double. Oh yeah. my god, are you kidding me, Tim? Like you, when, you, you just blew my mind. First off, that you were like, oh, well, I wasn't in that suit because I would love to have done that video and then had the guy that was in the suit for me be a solid six four, six five, just <laughs> jacked out of his mind. Yeah, that shit was that was crazy. But no, you and Austin impressed the hell out of me because like the thing was none of us were in the costumes for that bit. Like there, there was stunt people that did all that stuff, the fight stuff and whatever, and they were an amazing stunt team. But you guys were like, oh, we're gonna learn this just because it's cool and we have the time. And I'm like, I. I'm very embarrassed to even be here. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> it's really, really because Xavier and I were just thirsting over Yoshi. We're like, this oh, guy's yeah. a real Power Ranger. Yeah, we're for real. in him for all of the time and energy that we can get out of this guy. Um, turns out he's like the nicest person ever. So shout out to Yoshi. Um, the the thing that I remember from that shoot is that yeah, I think we went to like maybe three or four a.m. And oh, I don't want to spill tea though. Uh, Do it. <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. We well, we pushed a lot of the shoot in order for somebody uh, to to leave earlier because they had a uh, like a two p.m. flight the next day. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, it's like hour two a.m., three a.m. Um, Austin's still there, and he's still just being peachy having a wonderful time on set being, being austin creed person. being yeah, who he austin is creed. just yeah. legitimately the nicest human being who will do whatever you need him to do be austin creed not not a single uh you know peep out of him still having really wonderful energy he's like yeah i probably need to get going in about a couple of hours because i've got a wrestling match in mexico and i gotta fly out in a couple of hours and we're like Bro, Oh, you should have said something. This other person didn't need to be on a plane until 2 p.m. the next day. <laughs> that's and amazing. That's when I'm like, that's the bar. I'm yeah. like, that is if if I never, you know, like I, that that is the bar for me of what I want to bring to a set always and just sure. the type of energy. And um, yeah, it was a really, really wonderful learning moment from somebody who's crushing it. And that's why Austin Creed is up here. And Anthony Carboni is down here. Oh, wow. Carboni will have a flight at 2 p.m. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. You don't have to name names around here. We know who the diva on set is (laughs) when Anthony Carboni's around. around. Uh, (laughs) Did he have a hair person? He always has like three hair people with him. Do I want these clear glasses or do I want those clear glasses? It's like they're all clear, Carboni. It doesn't (laughs) matter. You can't see them. They're clear. You can see the shadow on my face. Now, Nick, your hand was up. Was it also to dunk on Anthony Carboni? I was going to dunk on you, but you went Anthony Carboni, and I just turned the real left. I can pull that eject button. I don't want. I'm yeah. gonna give you a second. You it's caught fine. me. You caught me dead in my tracks on the f- the fast slow joke with Andy. I can't let yeah. it happen again. I can't. Yeah. Do it. So, Mari, like 
the you know i knew you from smosh and that's and being introduced through that way and working with you and collaborating with you while you were there and then obviously the stuff you've done since then so when i remember on your instagram when you popped up you're like oh yeah i used to be a professional ballet uh, dancer and i'm gonna get back into it and do and you started doing more and more stuff talk to me about what that was like so smosh approaches you and is like okay cool you've been cast <laughs> the audience voted on you because you hate everything uh was there a moment where you were like, well, I want to be a ballerina or was it the idea that like you wanted to be an actor and like this was the easiest? Like, what's that? Is that a big thing to leave behind? Because like we're talking about, yeah, it must have been years and years of training. Yeah, I didn't leave dancing behind. Let's see, that was 2012 until 2015. So for five wow. years, nice. I stayed dancing and doing Smosh at the same time. So at wow. one point... Um, I would fly down, I think after maybe from 2013 to 2015 for two years, I flew into LA every week for two to three days, shot Smosh Games videos, went back out. And then, um, I was able to negotiate a contract with my ballet company to only be there for three days out of the week. Um, and so, yeah, I, I did it that way for two years and then I got tired enough that I finally moved to LA. Uh, <laughs> for those, yeah, for those five years, I was like, you know, I mean, we're talking 2010, so we're not. This wasn't a viable career. There's, there's, there's very few people who are making it as a career. Ian and Anthony being one of those uh, channels, but one of the first people to ever get paid on YouTube. Just for context, like Smosh was one of the first round of channels to even be Whoa. able to be monetized, period, on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. crazy. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it, but, but it we still wasn't lot. enough to convince, uh, you know, family, uh, even myself, because I, I you know, I, I think you, you like mentioned this a little bit, Nick. It's like, I started ballet when I was two and a half. At this point, I'm in my mid twenties, and I'm like, I can't stop this yeah. I, for 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 a what seemed like not even a pipe dream because becoming a, an influencer or somebody on the internet really wasn't a thing back then either. Um, it's just you either went viral or you didn't, and then you just threw up videos from time to time, <laughs> and that was just the thing that you did. Um, but Smosh Games being a standalone channel was the first moment where it was like, oh, this could be a viable thing because now it's six people attached to it. Um, and with the merger happening at that moment with Break and um, Alloy, I was I was employed under Alloy. It came together with Break and it became Defy Media. I was That was the first moment where it was like, oh, maybe this could be an actual job. I had a salary at that point instead of 50 bucks per week. So um, not too shabby, not too shabby. Yeah. And then, so what? Yeah. What did your family think of it? Because, again, you've been on this track. You are a professional dancer, right? Like, that's what you've been doing. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to leave it, and I'm going to go to L.A., and I'm just going to talk about all this garbage and make YouTube videos. It was hard for my mom, not because it I was venturing off into something that was unknown. It's even if I was leaving to become a lawyer, she would have the same sort of uh, uh, thinking. It's like, sure. if I was like yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop, and I'm going to become the best surgeon in the world. She'd be like but ballet though yeah yeah because um, there's got to be so much that your parents tied up in it right i would imagine of taking you to dance classes coming to recitals that kind of thing right like being active in your development my mom was my teacher Oof. She, so she's like, <laughs> yeah, 
generation ballerina. So that is that, a wow. huge piece of the puzzle that I think oh, we yeah. solved on that one. Oh, juicy layer. It's a marinade. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it, it is, you know, it, it's tough. I mean, it's tough for any parent to watch watch a, a child who's invested so much in one thing kind of segue to a brand new thing. I, I mean, I remember talking to my mother, and, and we left. We I left IGM when we were what? God, I was 36, 37 when that happened. And my mom was like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, this is a, you put a lot into this online media career and now you're going to go work out of your buddy's spare bedroom and drink all of his K-cups or whatever those things are called. I'm like, yeah, you know, I think it's going to work out. We'll see what happens. Yes. I mean, it's a, it's a generation of you do one thing and you get really good at it. And then you do that until you're 65 and then yep. you retire and then you start to live your life, right? Like that was... That's always kind of been the MO for as long as I can really think of how humans have been like it, like post-industrialized uh, population. And so I, I think thinking anything else, I think our parents are just trying to be as um, like responsible, right? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like that's what, I mean, especially for what we're talking about with what our careers are. I think, I think any parent, it's like, okay, you sure you want to st- you know, turn your back on whatever you've been doing. But our, I think for, as I'm assuming for your ballerina mom, I always go back to, you know, my construction worker dad of like, who would, for years when I was at IGN, not years, months when I was first at IGN until he came out to visit would be like, how's the magazine? I'm like, well, it's actually a website, but it's going pretty well. You know what I mean? And like, cause you knew mm-hmm. I had a magazine degree in journalism. And then, yeah, when I went home and I told him that I was like, you know, we're, oh, we're leaving IGN, we're going to start our own thing. I'm, I've only ever told my dad two things where he was like stunned silence the first is when i told him i had cancer and the second is when i said we were leaving IGN to start our own thing because you could see his wheels start spinning of like what like he doesn't understand what yeah. a website is let alone now no it's podcast and youtube like you talk about like ethereal ideas <laughs> that don't mean anything to a construction worker like i was like he's like i tr- eventually it was you know i trust you and i understand if you if it's the right thing if you're doing it it's the right thing but I don't know anything about it. Are you sure? And I'm like, I'm so sure. you're making yeah, the video games, talking right? to you. Like, <laughs> okay, Gregory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Whatever you say, Gregory. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's just how it is for parents. Yeah. I mean, especially yeah. that generation, right? We talked about that last on the last podcast as well. Where we were talking about just even the difference between my generation and my parents' generation where I mean, Mario, you hit it, right? My, my dad worked the same job for 30 years. And so, but I think, it's always fascinating when you, when you kind of go and say, hey, we're going to do this new thing, because part of them, of course, the reason they did that was to give us those opportunities to be able to, like, to be a little bit more mobile and, like, and move and do new creative things. And, like, I just don't think – I don't think my dad ever felt that was necessarily an option for him because when he was my age – by the time he was my age, when, I, when we formed Kind of Funny, he already had two very annoying children that he had to be responsible for, me being one of them. And so, like, you know, I, I don't know. It's just – it's all, it, it's cool. I think that's part of the fun of having the kids and being able to give them, you know, that little extra boost for a lifestyle that maybe you couldn't do for yourself. Yeah. I think for, for a lot of it, you know, Greg, you said it's like they're trying to be responsible. And then if they're not steering you in the right direction, then it's like they're doing a disservice for their kids. But um, nowadays, they're like, go do whatever you want. You seem to know what, what's what <laughs> good for for you so um now i have no structure from them and i miss it i'm like i want you to tell me maybe don't yeah. go do that thing <laughs> trying to talk you out of being a, a co-owner of space station gaming <laughs> i guess it's a terrible idea go away i don't think they still understand what esports is but 
I found that there is a uh, one of the articles got translated into Japanese and I found it today. And um, I, I started tearing up because I'm like, now my parents are going to understand what I do. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's so awesome. fun. Yeah. yeah, I was stoked on that. So like, do you obviously I doubt you would look at your life right now and look back and go, man, I regret leaving ballet. But do you miss it? Like, do you miss the performance aspect of it? Yeah. Yeah. In a lot of ways, I miss making uh, art, you know, mm. and, and something that is that is truly just artistic. But I think it's also a very selfish art because it's just a performative art. And it's just like I create the thing for you to look at. And that's that's just all it is. Um, but yeah, the physicality of it and, and, and working with people on set in a in that way is something that I miss. I don't miss the toxicity of looking at my body for eight hours a day and judging it for eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, there's a, there's a very real, like, it ain't good for you. (laughs) So it's also highly competitive, right? Like was there, did you feel a sense of that sort of like competitive environment every time you stepped like into the theater? It was, it depended on uh, which company I was with. And towards the end, the company was really awesome. Mm. Um, Very supportive folks. But towards the beginning, it was, I don't know if you've ever seen Black Swan, but like, it's kind of like a hyper version of all the terrible things that could happen in a dance, uh, in, in the dance world. And um it is that <laughs> I thought you were saying that like what your real life was was a hyper version of Black Swan. I was like, wow, like, <laughs> like, that's crazy. Preschool <laughs> <laughs> business. Um no, that that was just kind of you know, it's like if you take street racing and, and you make it into Tokyo Drift, right? It's like it's taking all like the, the biggest stuff. Um, do you like that 2012 reference? Tim loved it. So much. so much. It's always Never the best that. reference. Just always reference Fast and Furious. That's how we understand it. Specifically Tokyo Drift. Yeah. In <laughs> fact, if you, for the rest of the podcast, if you can make all your references, um, Fast and Furious <laughs> references, that'd be really great for us. Don't yeah. encourage them, Mari. Don't encourage them. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's all about family. So, it is. Um, God damn it. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, there are aspects of like, you, you realize because you're so young. I, I, like, the first time I was in a company, I was 17. You're so young that, any sort of conversations that happen about how disposable you are because there's six other people who who have the exact same body type as you mm-hmm. and your face doesn't matter it's not this it's your ability and and like your body type and your shape and so it's like you you very quickly realize that somebody is going to take your spot if you are injured or if mm-hmm. you are um just replaced for whatever reason and so that does get into your head and it makes you mean it makes you terrible and so i did go through a lot of that um but it also i don't know i was also very very much surrounded by like all women um uh, growing up uh I, I i only did like half school by the time i was in high school and so i would dance from noon yeah, I think I would. I I think I stopped at at lunchtime, and then the rest of the day I would dance. Um, so I was always around women, and like the the toxicity didn't like come from being around women. It came from like the 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 figurehead uh, telling us 
whether or not we had secured jobs or not. And so yeah. that's kind of where it came from. So it was, it was good lessons all around, but there are some aspects I miss and others that I don't. Have you dealt with any long-term like health issues with your legs or your ankles or your feet? Like at, like, cause I don't know at, at the age that you stopped, how long do you think you would have kept going? Had you not ever discovered Smosh? I, if I didn't have any like really major surgeries, which are hip, knee, back, if I didn't have those, I, I could have danced well into my forties and fifties if a company would keep me along for that Interesting. long. Um, so if you stay healthy, you can do it. And it's really like, if you, ha- if you become a name, then even if you are kind of deteriorating, like dance wise, people mm. will still come to see you dance. Uh, yeah yeah it's like you can you can you can do three things and kind of walk around the ring and people will still just come to the Lose show their fucking mind just because kurt yeah. angle's there you know it's just like it's the <laughs> legacy more than anything yeah yeah interesting on that kurt angle does more um, than three things in the ring all right that's more of a hogan thing and you know it <laughs> <laughs> um yeah when i retired I, did, I hadn't had any major things i had like sciatica and uh like keptolitis and tendonitis and stuff like that but nothing that would keep me completely off of um from dancing okay so i don't know how long i would have gone for i, I just think about like nfl players when they're done and retired they wake up and their back hurts or they're constantly in pain because of their thighs or that one you know surgery they had on their knee kind of haunts them for the rest of their life so i just wasn't sure kind of what the physical toll that takes on your body after a long time of doing it. I think if anything, it set me up to be able to sit around a lot and still be okay. Like I, I don't think my limberness will ever go away, which I've been really, really like stress testing during quarantine. I'm like, what if I just don't stretch for like six months? And then I try to do like, like stretchy things and I'm like, it just goes back. I don't know. Your body knows. Wow. Oh, it's been it's been <laughs> broken down enough that it'll just do it. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything that is that is super adverse. Um, that that sort of pain that keeps coming back. If anything, a lot of things went away, which is good. Hmm. <laughs> your body bounced back that way too. Yeah, yeah, your body bounces back when you're not trying to hurt it every day. <laughs> Tim, what you know what, what else the... bounces back? What, oh, what bounces back, Greg? Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Of course, it bounces back to you each and every week. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write in to be part of the show. You can go there to watch us record the show live. You can go there to get the show at the post show. You, of course, can go there to get the show ad free. Speaking of ads, guess what, Jack? You're not watching on patreon.com slash kind of funny. So here's a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Me Undies. Are you afraid of the glow in the dark? Well, shield your eyes because the new Me Undies Halloween just dropped dead. Get it? Because it just there's new Halloween Me Undies out, and you know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Greg Miller, and I'm the king of Halloween, and I love my Me Undies. Of course, they're the only underwear I wear, and I'm always happy throughout the year when I get to my candy corn Me Undies. I've had those for a long time, and I like them quite a bit. But now they got new Halloween prints. You don't have to do that. Me Undies are made from natural fibers sourced from beechwood trees, making their micromodal fabric soft, breathable, and dangerously cozy. Get your spooky season up and haunting with five new prints. I see you, and that's E-Y-E, my boo, tricks and treats, lazy bones, and lazy pumpkin. Available in undies, bralettes, socks, and loungewear in sizes XS through 4XL. There are a lot of options to consider. But make it 
a decision quickly because there's somebody right behind you to get 15% off your first order and free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning. Our other sponsor of the day, why it's Quip, ladies and gentlemen. When's the last time you got rewarded for brushing your teeth? With Quip's smart electric toothbrush, good habits can earn great perks like free products, gift cards, and more. The Quip smart brush for adults and kids connects to the Quip app with Bluetooth. Track when and how well you brush, get tips and coaching to improve your habits, earn points for daily brushing, and bonus points for completing challenges like streaks. Redeem for rewards like free products, gift cards, and discounts from Quip and its partners. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Greg Miller, and I use this toothbrush. It's very simple. I have the all-black one. It syncs up with my phone. It tells me how much, and then I get to redeem it all the time for free gift cards. And you know, they, they make you brush a long time to do it, but you do get it in the end, which I appreciate. Start getting rewards for brushing your teeth today. Go to getquip.com slash kind of funny, all one word, right now to save $10 on a Quip Smart Electric Toothbrush. That's $10 off a Smart Electric Toothbrush at getquip.com slash kind of funny, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash kind of funny, Quip, the good habits company. Tim, did I cut you off for a real question there? Sorry. As we yeah, I just want to bring up. So our boy is, is Mahawk, the, like, some of the most talented uh, video producers I've ever worked with or ever just known, period. Um, we worked together on the Power Rangers thing. But last year, I want to say it was. It might have been two years ago. Time flies. You guys kind of did a collab together, the Coyote Sunset, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah super dope cyberpunk action like short film thing did the dancing your dancing background like kind of help with the choreography there and like just learning all the moves and stuff yeah i think dancing just kind of gives you a leg up whether you it's just like a crutch that you always have that you can use and i remember like when i when i did um uh fencing and stuff they're like have you done this before which isn't always a great thing like sometimes i just want to learn from zero um because i find that if you if you look like you can move then they're just like ah she doesn't want to learn i'm like no i want to learn please do <laughs> please. um it does come in handy for sure but i also realize what i could what i used to be able to do and what i can do now and i'm like oh man yeah I gotta keep it up, and I'm. I'm just, <laughs> I if someone's not, I realize if someone's not paying me to go into ballet class every day, I just won't do it. Which yeah. is, uh, it's it's an unfortunate thing. I wish I was more of a stereotypical, very disciplined ballet dancer. I feel that pain, Mari, where it's like, uh, I used to be able to eat that. Now I just can't really do three days of pizza in the row. And now I cut it to two. I have to it, limit it to two. It, it, it sucks. Is it or is it the gluten? I mean, I just, it's all oh the God. calories. It's the calories, really. <laughs> <laughs> Holding you back, those damn calories. Yeah, I know. I know. And I also, Mari, I want to give you the, the credit as like the dopest jacket dresser I've ever seen in my life. Every time I see you, you're in a dope jacket. And this video is no different. This jacket uh, was found by Mel, who's on uh, Ismahawk's team. The whole entire costume was was uh, picked by her. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they did such a fantastic job. And this is just really a passion project. I was saying to them, I think uh, you're correct. It was two years ago when we shot this. It was 2019. Wow. Um, and I said, hey, I want to act. I've never 
really given it a go. I've felt I've fallen ass backwards into doing sketch comedy with Smosh without any training. Um, but I really want to give it a go. Uh, but until then, since I am impatient and I just want to throw money at something, will you make a short film with me? And they said yes. Um, and so that was one of the the films that we made. We have another one in the can, funny enough, with Yoshi in it. Hey. Oh, wow. Um, and so that that should be coming out soon. Yeah. I, I think with acting, it's one of these things where I'm in acting school now. I'm in my third semester at um, a school called Strasburg, and it's like the method uh, acting school in Los Angeles. Um, and I think it's always scared me to kind of put a name on it and say I'm really giving it a go because I didn't want to uh, be audacious and be like, I can I can do the thing. And so I feel like I'm earning my stripes now and, and really learning from scratch so that I feel like I can actually belong in a room someday. <laughs> so here's my question, Mari. Uh, lots of people come on this show and us, uh, us four included, no other hosts, and we're self-deprecating, right? Uh, you, you make fun of yourself. You do, you do the little thing. You move on with whatever story you're about to tell. Something I've noticed is your vocab as you've told very specific parts of your life, right? where you talk about being pretentious when you shut up at Smosh. You talk about uh, ballet making you mean and making people who do ballet mean. And then, of course, when we're talking about uh, Survivor, you're talking about, you know, you, you become an island under yourself, right? And you have to do that. How much self-reflection do you do? Is this something that you're doing as you've gotten older? Is this something that's been throughout your life? Because tell me if I'm way out of line here. It sounds like you're ta- looking back at your life and saying like, Oh, basically I was, a, I was a little shit in this way or this, that, and the other, like, was that something you caught on to in those moments later on? Or is it something you look back now and you've tried to make a change for? That's such a good question, dude. It's, it's a really, it's, um, I think when I was younger, I always knew that something was wrong and it was something I was doing, but I couldn't really put a finger on it and I couldn't figure out what it was. But as I've gotten older, it's it's really talking to my husband that has i think really opened it up for me because from the get-go he's always been really introspective um and we're what now 11 years into our relationship and he still is like calling bullshit on me consistently you know and is like like if you want to unpack that, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's gotten me to a place where I, I can recognize it without tearing myself down. I'm like, ah, that's, that's kind of what I do and I can grow from it, but I, I can also see it and, and not be like, ah, I'm an absolute piece of shit that can't, you know, function. I'm like, yeah, it's a, that's something that well, let's put a pin on that and we can fix it later. Sure. I mean, that's something obviously great to have in your mental health toolbox, right? I mean, to be able to sit there and be introspective and think about that and have somebody obviously to call you on your bullshit. That's goes so, so far, so far. Yeah, I, Like I'm five years into my relationship with Nick right here. And I, uh, it's all the time. It's always, you don't really mean that. And he's like, no, I didn't. I lied. Sometimes you got to create the reality you want to live in. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh well, Mari, when it comes to just like doing all this esports stuff, like and you mentioned it earlier how it's a friend of yours who started this esports team. And as this builds up, 
what really brings you into kind of yes i'm going to sign the dotted line i really want to do this um i think that for the past 11 years that i've been in digital i've been able to be very very selfish and like a lot of the early years was just because i'm like well i don't know how long is it gonna last maybe it'll last five months five months and then five months happened. It's like, whoa, maybe it'll last another year. It's like, holy shit, we're going for three years now, five years. <laughs> um, and and it's always been this really fun ride. And then suddenly you get to a place in your career where you're just like, oh man, I better fucking do something for other people because this, this is like I feel I feel like I've done a lot for myself. And you know, it's like I, it's it's this weird thing where the audience members and I'm sure you guys know too, or as audience members are always really grateful for having content. Um, and, and I think that that's, that's something that I've, it's always resonated with me, but I feel like I, I still haven't done enough. And, and so I, I think that with esports being in its infancy still, I think there's so, so much more. It's like, it's now becoming a household sort of name and conversation that you have. I think there's so much more that can happen that if I can go into it with something like being a co-owner of a, of a, of a team, not only will it open doors for other people, it'll, it'll allow me to open those doors for other people and have conversations. Um, and I don't know. Maybe it'll be some something that somebody aspires to to do later on in life as well. And if I'm if I'm there, like if I could do it, then they'll believe that they could do it too. Well, especially adding more diversity to such a prominent role in esports, I think is incredibly important for a lot of people nowadays. Where they they maybe this doesn't even seem, even seem like a possibility. But if she can do it, damn, maybe I can be there as well. And I think that's that's absolutely massive. So like what. What do you hope to achieve in this role? Are you looking to get into certain games and create certain teams here? Like, I don't even know where to start with, like, what does the owner of an esports team do? <laughs> I think, like, SSG does a lot of things really, really great already. And and I, I feel like I don't want to come in here and being like, hey, ready for the change up, you know, like, like to mm -hmm. uh, throw the whole... Uh, Sports playbook. I don't know sports, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I watched four episodes of Ted Lasso, and I think that I know sports. You're um, like taking notes. You're like, oh, this is good owner stuff. These are good speeches. <laughs> Andy, earlier today on Games <laughs> Daily, uh, I said I was. <laughs> I said I was batting a hundred, and so nope, that's that's, that's the extent of yeah, uh, no extent bad. of my I knowledge there. Bad, yeah. But no, you he said it, and both Tam and Kevin were like, "Yeah, it makes sense." Yeah, <laughs> and then the chat to be like, "No." <laughs> You're gonna trust the British man who said baseball is boring to give you that fact there? Come on. That's well. true. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, so I like they, they they already do so many things right. It's it's the the community is like the it the announcement today and the way that the the community reacted is already a huge reflection of what they've cultivated over the years. And it's one of the 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 main draws for me of just how much I love the fun attitude that they have with their community. And it's like, they are obviously um, competitors who do well, they take it seriously. And at the same time, 
there is a sort of air of like keeping it fun, keeping it inclusive of family, of um, like people outside of what you might think is esports, and and kind of bringing it all in. And I, I think for me, I'd love to be able to bring more people into the gaming industry in general. Um, I I think that the more people there are here, the more diversity, like you said, uh, will be available and more voices and like people in general to be like, oh, you're here. Cool. Well, this person, this person feels comfortable now that you're here. Great. And now this person's going to come in, too. Um, I don't know. I, I, I love this industry. I feel like it served me so well over the years that I, I want to um, continue championing that for other people. What I think is really cool is like you talk about the industry and we do this a lot too, where it's like, we say the industry, but like we're often talking about many different industries in one, whether it's games, media industry or online video industry or video games as you know, games themselves industry, like all that stuff. There's like a lot of overlap, but they are different things. You've been in the YouTube industry. like, honestly, since the beginning of it all. And like, you've kind of seen it all change and stuff. What lessons from that? top level comes to mind do you think that you'd want to apply to esports that are still very much in that 2010 youtube kind of era yeah i think uh content creation is something that ssg has already done really well mainly because it comes from uh sean himself who is a creator um and 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 i think that that sort of spirit of keeping it like I, I don't know about you guys, but I still find it really difficult for me to like lo-fi my stuff. And I don't know if it's because I've gotten older and I have better tools. And I'm like, well, if I have the tools, I better use it. Um, but sometimes it's just like the the sort of like slap together grungy stuff that that resonates more. And that's that's 2010, 2015 YouTube at its at its core and at its heart. Um, and so I think it's a it's a lot of applying like not overthinking content and giving your audience um, the experience of of how it feels the most organically. And so that's that's something that resonates with me with the content that SSG makes. Um, it's I don't want to say it's slapped together. I, I don't think it's slapped together by any means, but there it feels like there's still a human behind it. And I love that. Yeah, it's got that vibe to it, right? Where, you know, it doesn't feel overly produced. It doesn't feel like, yeah, there's no human soul to it that nobody actually touched this, that it's just churned out, right? Yeah, and I think yeah. for us, like, I think I think that was, like, we came from IGN. Um, most of us, Andy, came from Rooster Teeth. But, you know, coming from IGN where we were trying to do stuff that was, like, you know, trying to rival broadcast for some reason, which was our mentality there. I don't, I don't want to say that our stuff is like lo-fi now, but I think it's definitely a path of least resistance. What is the priority? Is the, mm. the priority for us is like, let's have fun on camera. And so, okay, well, then let's back into that. How, what's the path of least resistance that will allow us to do that the most sustainably and have fun and provide that for whoever, you know, wants to actually tune in and listen to, to us? And I think that's, that is kind of the power of what we're doing now, right? That's, that's just like, I, in my opinion, that's the main difference between producing something for yourself online versus trying to work for a network. Yeah. 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 Let's get a question here, right? You're talking about we're talking about the audience. We're talking about obviously how we make things for them, right? We have an audience member who wants our help. Kale Dolphincorn writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny and says, Sorry to get sad, but as I'm writing this, my grandmother has died about an hour ago. Oh, I didn't gosh. know her well. I, I didn't know her well besides knowing she existed until about six years ago when my mother and I moved across the country and moved in with her. Through those six years, I never thought uh, about how hard it would hit me. 
I don't know if it's just me coping or not, but how do y'all deal with loss? This is the first immediate family member I've lost, so I'm new to this, lol. Thanks a ton, and I'm sure you'll help me get through this like you've gone through. It got me through so much other stuff. Uh, your content is appreciated. Love, Kale. Of course, Kale. All of our love to you. You're, you're a kind of funny best friend here who's here quite often. Uh, sorry to hear you about going this, but yeah, loss. Nick Scarpino, what are your tips for getting through loss? Oh, wow. Um, On the spot. I know. I know. Yeah. I, we we did a goofy episode yes, yesterday, or well, last ep- podcast, and the first half and the second half was serious. I like that mix-up, so I'm tossing Let's a serious question here. No, I mean, I think on, hopefully you have people around you you can rely on because – and that's the time to do it. Um, I, if you have friends, if you have family members that you're close with, I think you have to lean on each other, and that's the whole point of of having people in your life. And loss is always difficult, and the pain – will subside eventually but it'll never be gone forever and just remember that's for a reason it's that's programmed there so you remember the people you love um and you know just hopefully take that and and think you know i'm gonna try to live every day as 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 much as possible and and you know be as good to everyone around me as possible and you know life is a beautiful thing and hopefully that'll be a reminder that you can cherish it for sure right yeah, I think yeah. there's so many different cliches to go to. And I'm not going to go to the one you probably think I'm. I, I, nowadays, when I think about death, I often think of MCU. And I don't think of, I don't think of WandaVision. No. I think instead of uh, uh, Endgame <laughs> with Tony Stark's message, right? But, like, you know, you know, the end is part, of the, is part of the journey, right? Like, it's this whole thing of, like, this beautiful ride you've had. And I think even before having something from a comic book movie to put a lens on that, right? It still was the idea that, you know, when you have a funeral, you're supposed to celebrate somebody's life and what they did and how they, uh, you know, the lives they touched and what their, uh, you know, general love brought to everybody else. And I think that's e- it's so easy to, you know, death sucks on so many different levels, obviously, but for sure that your final moments, many times, not all, are tied up in seeing someone be sick or frail or not themselves or something like that, right? Where you want to remember the years you knew beforehand. Obviously, Kayla, your years are shorter than some other people for some experiences. You know, you had six years, but you would hope of the majority of those six years, uh, your grandmother was, you know, able-bodied. You were able to talk to them and have a relationship with them. And I think it's about remembering that. Mari, do you have uh, advice? I think you both said it so beautifully <laughs> it was really it's it, it was really nice greg's yeah. a writer greg's Does a writer it help that when greg said it reminds me of a saying i thought he was going to quote joe dirt for some reason life's a garden dig it i don't know why that's also i also think of that life's a garden dig it quite a bit too i do it's a great one there's Wait. a i came across a i have to look it up let's see keanu reeves said this quote oh uh, yeah He's amazing. He's when people die, amazing. they will. When we die, people that love us will miss us. I believe. Is that the yeah. one that he did on Colbert Report? Yeah, yeah. On the Colbert it's, Show, yeah. yeah. It's that, it was it was so was simple one. and so beautiful. So good. So good. Yeah, yeah, for for Colbert to kind of kind of blindside him and be like, Keanu, what do you think happens to us when we die? And the audience kind of laughs initially because uh, it's just a weird question to ask, and he kind of just sits there and he goes. I know that when we die, the people that love us will miss us a lot. And then Colbert is like, good fucking answer, like, man. Damn, Everybody claps really like, good. you're incredible. You're incredible. Yeah. <laughs> you're breathtaking. <laughs> My, the advice I would give is to allow yourself to feel your feelings. Because I feel like a lot of times people sure. want to immediately jump to moving on or to like only having the good times. Like You can be sad. It's a sad thing. And I, I, 
I don't think that you should wallow in it. And I don't think that you should allow yourself to like, uh, kind of have that affect your life long term. But, you know, you can take the time you need, whether that time's a day, a week, a month, whatever it is, like, mm-hmm. make sure that, that you have people around you. That is the key thing, because you can't allow like there's it, there's such a breaking point and a line that you'll cross that you won't even necessarily realize you're near if you are allowing yourself to just be sad. And like that could get really bad. But if you're around people and they know what you're going through, you're you have a safety to kind of like be in that for a second for what a minute whatever it is that you need to kind of deal with and everyone's different that's why i keep adding all these different things but i know that for me uh dealing with some stuff i've had going on in my life recently like it it is nice to just be allow yourself to be sad allow yourself to cry allow yourself to like think that this sucks because it does suck you know but it sucking right now doesn't take away from all the amazing memories that you're going to have for the rest of your life. And I think that's the key thing is what Greg was saying of like, you know, you'll always have the moments you had. Those are the moments I'm going to think back on in years when I'm thinking about whatever situation, but like now it's like, well, I'm living this hell of losing people. Right. So it's like, it's okay to be, it's okay that this aspect of my life is, is really sad. Yeah. I mean, this you do, through COVID, I, I lost two uh, family members that were, you know, pretty close to me. And it was really sad that I wasn't able to go down. And right now I'm kind of in that prepping phase, <laughs> like for, you know, to say it in like the the least harsh terms possible, because uh, there a couple of my family members are pretty sick. So that's something I'm kind of mentally preparing myself for. But I think one thing that's really important is not to, like Tim said, wallow in it too much because you will for some reason I feel bad distracting myself to make myself feel better. I feel like that's in a way like dishonoring my family member who just lost. And it's okay to like seek out fun. It's okay to seek out friends and laugh and play video games and don't feel bad about that. Like use that as a way to kind of help you through that pain because there's always been a part of me. that's like, well, I can't do, I can't try to do something fun right now because I feel bad. And that's just not the way to look at it. Like, I'm very much like, distract yourself, try to, you know, hang out with friends and don't let yourself stay in bed all day, because that is something that becomes so tempting to do. And just kind of curl up in in the blankets and just feels like shit, you know, (laughs) and it's really easy to do that. But try not to do that. Try to talk to family and friends, get on a discord call with friends if you can't see them watch a movie together, play games, whatever, find a way to distract yourself and don't feel bad about trying to make your situation better. Here, here. A good one, Andy. Solid advice. Solid advice. It's rare from Andy. It's rare from Andy that he has solid advice. <laughs> it's rare this guy says anything good. Mario, this guy's got a <laughs> hole in his ceiling that you can see to the ceiling. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. You can see sunlight coming in. It's weird. Joking on Akashi. <laughs> <laughs> look at him he's going right back to it he's got no yeah, fear eat it. You're addicted. dude see for me it's like when i when i like to eat my uh mini wheats you know my yeah. frosted shreddy the mini-wheats, driest right? thing on the planet I and i don't put i of course I'm, I'm like andy i just eat him dry like a horse oh, yeah. and so when i put them in there you get the wrong breath and you take that hit of the strawberry oh, ooh, frosting yeah. off the top of them oh man yeah. you flying you know what i well, mean you're I, not breathing right for a while as you know i'm always playing with fire um, i'm always playing dangerous games over here because it's not only the kashi it's also carrots and yeah. when you're crunching up a carrot, oh, yeah. Mari, you get those little those little pieces, those particles of carrot that fly back to the back of your throat. For whatever mm-hmm. reason, that's the only 
like vegetable that really has that effect on me. And it's it's something like you got to risk it for the thing you love, you know. It's true. You're special, it's special boy. For you. <laughs> and that was the last time Mari ever came on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's two. Two You're... times a you... True. <laughs> never awesome. learns. Yeah. Mari, your time with us is up. But before you go, we're going to do another one. Everyone clear your mind. Everyone, this is not nearly as hard or as serious as the last question, all right? Everyone clear your mind. Mari, you're going first. Okay. Grant Burton writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny and says, what do you want for Christmas? Oh, gosh. Clear your mind. I'm not. Um, I want. Uh, I want. I want a, a toaster. I want a toaster. Wow. You don't have a toaster. Do you well, find no. you miss it? We don't have a toaster either, but I've just been, I'll broil the bread or I have one of those like flat cast iron, like not, it, obviously it's a skillet, but it's long kind of like, you know, like at a, at a diner or whatever. I'll just toss the bread on that. Yeah. We, we just do it like on a pan with like some like yeah. uh, butter or something like that. It just takes a while. You know, sometimes you just want to press a button and then it pops back up and it's nice. Sure. That's fair enough. That's fair is enough. There Tim, to- what- is there a toaster shortage happening right now or... No, okay. it's 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 a matter of um, us watching Marie Kondo on Netflix one time, and we're yeah. like, we don't need all this stuff, I and then we're, we're like, we needed the stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> you better wait. You better wait to get that toaster because season two is on the way. Fuck you! Don't tell me that it is. <laughs> And if you get the toaster, you're going to be like, fucking get rid of this toaster. <laughs> like, we just uh, watched season two. Yeah, I have four sweatshirts, and, you know, I really need my four sweatshirts. <laughs> Open you your drawers, like, two T-shirts. What the fuck? <laughs> I didn't get three two years in a row. That means I don't have fresh T-shirts anymore. So <laughs> I, I kind of love this, like, how there was hoarders to start off, and then Marie Kondo came along, and it's, like, the complete opposite. I want to see, like, the next shift back. Like, I want, like, Kevin Coelho to have his own show, where oh, it's God. just like, how much shit can you fit in one? house like let's figure it out kevin's just got five cars in the background everybody should have loft beds and then he's just putting everything under that nick scarpino what do you want for christmas i want a slice of my mom's cheesecake that's what i want oh wow yeah i want to see my i want to see my family at some point i haven't seen them a lot during the during covid only facetime and uh my mom makes uh arguably a tie for the for the depending on if we're talking about jamie kennedy's cheesecake which is good as well for the best cheesecake ever made homemade cheesecake so I'm looking forward to that. Andy Cortez, what do you want for Christmas? I want there to not be a Delta variant or an Echo or a Foxtrot or a Golf variant. You almost you're doing the genie don't fuck me thing, or if you wish you wish away Delta, but then there's something worse. Yeah, zebra coming for you. The genie goes, "Oh, you don't want Delta, yeah, but here comes Lima." You know, Uh, it was a kilo kilo variant. That sounds pretty cool. Kilo, yeah, yeah. Um, I I want to be able to to go home and not worry about sure. just um I, I don't want things to worsen i i know i'm i'm vaxxed already and i should be fine i'll be double masked again when i whenever i do go home but i still do worry about something else pop uh, popping up like in the next couple of months and it being like oh no we're cutting down everything again that's that would be really shitty timmy Giddies, what do you want 
So it's kind of a cheat answer because it's not necessarily Christmas, but I'm just too busy with Christmas, with the new studio, with everything else happening. Like I'm just counting this year. The rest of this year is just a wash of just work that has to get done. What I am saying, I'm putting this out in the world. I want a vacation in February. I'm also looking at it as like, okay, December is going to be a wash. All the things leading up to that. January is going to be crazy too. New adjustments to the studio and all that stuff. Once February comes, I don't know what I'm going to do in COVID depending. The vacation might literally just be driving to the freaking north bay or some shit but i have if you want you and gia can sleep here if you want i'll say it'll be nice just switch up. but no i we'll need two requirements if you can get me these andy i'm in okay i want a hot tub i want to drink in a hot tub with gia that's okay. requirement number one i've been in one for too long and it can't be kevin's i don't want kevin i was gonna say you, thank god kevin's not kevin's running the show i know i know, I know. Right yes. <laughs> we all understand why i don't want to do that and the second thing i want is i want a pool that i can put moose Mari, my Pomeranian moose. I want him in this water. He has not been able to be in water enough. I've only seen him swim once, and it was the most surprising thing ever where this motherfucker was getting it, dude, Olympic (laughs) style. I was so impressed with him. He's so useless otherwise, but he was a great swimmer, and I need to see that again in my life. So that's what I want. What did you say? I said, that's called panic. (laughs) No, no, it's called fucking. The survival instincts kick in. That's the flight of the. Well, I, w- I want to make him panic just for a second, just for a second, so I can feel something, you know. Yeah. But I love it. Uh, and then uh, for me, what I want for Christmas would be Ghostbusters Afterlife to be great in November. <laughs> That's what I'll, I'll set it there. I'll set it on something goofy, right? I hope it's great, and then my kid enjoys watching it by December. Of course, the kid won't watch anything by then. It doesn't matter. I'm not at the point. One day, the kid will like Ghostbusters. That's it. The long-term Ghostbuster uh, wish for Christmas. That's your but Christmas I, wish for like 2025. You no, know, right? I'm saying, yeah, just Ghostbuster Afterlife needs to be good. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. That's been another episode of the Kind of Funny Podcast. Remember, of course, you should go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny where you can get each and every episode early. You can watch this record it live. You can write in and be a part of it. You, of course, can get it ad-free. You can get the post show we're about to do over on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Of course, if you have no bucks to toss our way, no big deal. You can get each and every episode on youtube.com slash kindoffunny, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. Of course, if you wanted to go the extra mile, you could use our Epic Games code, uh, kindoffunny, on Fortnite, on Rocket League, on the Epic Games store itself, wherever you're getting Epic Games, you can use that. Get us a few bucks that way. Uh, of course, the Kind of Funny podcast is four, sometimes five, best friends gathered around this table, each coming to bullshit with each other whenever they want to bullshit about stuff. If you like bullshitting with us, you already know where to go and get all the episodes. Uh, we got a post show to do, but if you're not coming with us, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>